0: Hello and welcome to the LI Law Podcast. We feature legal issues and developments which affect Long Island residents and business owners. We hope everyone out there is feeling well and staying safe. As they say, all politics are local. So today we will focus on the results of the 2020 election here on Long Island and specifically in Nassau County. What did we learn from this election? How did Long Island voters vote? And for whom did they vote? And more importantly, why? Did COVID-19 affect the election? And whom did we choose to represent us for at least the next two years? We will find out the answers to all of these questions with our guest on this 56th episode, Carl Gerardo, a community activist for Nassau County Legislative District 8, trustee of the Franklin Square Public Library, board member of the Central Nassau Rotary Club, a Nassau County Corrections officer and former volunteer firefighter, and a 9-11 hero. Carl was a guest on our show for the 19th, 20th, 24th, and 53rd episodes, so be sure to check those out if you have not heard them already. Please also look at our show notes for Carl's contact information, and keep in mind that we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. Carl, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast always a pleasure to be here. Okay, so before we discuss the candidates, as yeah. we did when we when Carl and I have discussed town of uh, Hempstead elections and other elections before, in the interest of transparency, Carl is affiliated with the Democratic Party and I'm a registered Republican leaning more to independent. So this election, call occurred seven weeks ago. Hard to believe. <laughs> Early voting at 15 locations in Nassau County over an eight-day period saw a record number of voters taking advantage of this option. In addition, absentee ballots were used extensively. Were these alternatives to voting on election day in our polling places successful?
1: I believe so. Um, since this was the first... Uh major federal election that we did early voting last year. We had early voting for the state elections, uh, which was, which was a good starting point, but early voting, uh, was necessary. It's a long time in coming. Most States do it. Uh, and as far as the absentee ballots or the, uh, are also important because especially in this time with the, uh, coronavirus and everything, it gave an opportunity to those that did not want to go out and, uh, you know, be around people to vote. And if you see it nationwide, the, uh, the amount of uh, mail-in ballots was astronomical across the country. So it, to me, that indicates very simply that people want to have mail-in balloting. Mm-hmm. They, wa- they want the
0: convenience of that. So Carl, I did not hear of any irregularities either in early voting or in absentee voting here in Nassau County or at all, in fact, on Long Island. Are you aware of any such irregularities? No, um, it
1: was quite run efficiently, but, you know, Nassau and Suffolk ran it very efficiently. I didn't hear of any, any irregularities anywhere,
0: truthfully. Well, the reason I mentioned that is some of our representatives on the Republican uh, uh, platform uh, here on Long Island have alleged that there were irregularities and um, in particular Lee Zeldin, I might as well mention him, but I I don't know who else there is, but I I definitely read about him. And what's interesting is while he alleges that there were irregularities at the top of the ticket, he's not alleging that his election was fraudulent. So I'm trying to understand um, or ask you uh, if you've heard anything within the Democratic Party, has there been a, uh, a controversy involving down ballot uh, voting as opposed to voting for the top of of the uh, federal ticket?
1: No, I had um, I haven't heard. It. As far as uh, Lee Zeldin, obviously he's going to toe the president's line. But uh, in in theory, uh, there or in practicality, I should say, there's nothing that indicates because produce something. You know, just because you say something doesn't mean it's true. Uh, but you got to understand a lot of people, and this is the one thing they don't understand. Uh, they don't vote straight Republican or Democrat anymore. Some do. The party faithful do. But there are a lot of people, I believe, when they got the ballot, voted for Biden, and then went back to their Republican that they registered and went to down ticket. That's what I think occurred. What, that's why, but they'll always say, "Oh, it's re- irregularity in the presidential election." But mine is perfect. You can't can't have your cake and eat it too. It's either one or the other. Either the whole thing is wrong, or you know you can't pick and choose specifics. It just doesn't work that way within each
0: ballot, meaning mistake right. the, the for the top, but not for the down. Right. And actually, oh. you you already answered my first question, mm-hmm. which is. Do we think that local voters here on Long Island uh, cast their ballots based upon party affiliation or the candidates themselves? So it sounds like you do think that uh, the there was a, uh, a bifurcation, perhaps, here on Long Island, whereas some Republican voters voted for the Democrat at the top but kept to their local politics uh their local republican politicians. is that what i'm hearing oh, from you?
1: yes because like you said all all uh, elections are local so they're gonna they're gonna uh look like a stock ticker. they're gonna go up here and down here and up you know they do that a lot and now if you look at just nassau county for instance uh biden had uh the final tally was 54.11 to trump who had forty four point five nine.
0: Percentage.
1: Percentage. So Biden won Nassau County, which you know is predominantly Republican in a lot of the
0: areas. So wait, that's by 10, 10 percentage points.
1: Right. So what, so what that indicates to me is that people went up and then came back down and did their local, just like I said before, it, it, it's just, I think a lot of people uh, really only worry about the local But in this presidential election, they took a hard look at the candidates and they went from their norm of going straight down the the Republican line and went up. That's what I think happened as far as the presidential election.
0: Very interesting. I don't know if you have the answer to this, Carl, or or maybe we'll talk about this another time. Do we know how Nassau County uh, voters are changing, meaning are... Are we staying pretty much the same in terms of a split Republican Democrat? Are more Democrats moving into Democrat aligned, I should say, voters moving into Nassau County? Do we know anything about that?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I had it up on my Facebook recently. Uh, Newsday does a marvelous uh, mapping system of each election and how everybody voted. So you'll see these clusters of blue, around nassau county and then you'll see the deep dark reds and then you'll see the lighter reds as they're slowly changing and it's all progressive depending where you live in nassau county i mean if you live closer to the queen's border almost everything from Bellrose terrace all the way down to the five towns is democrat now valley street all of it, it's all democrat because it it, it borders on the city Now, when you get into the minority communities in the center of Nassau, Hempstead, Freeport, Uniondale, also very blue. Now, where we are in Franklin Square West Hempstead, there are only clusters that are dark red. There's a lot of lighter reds coming in and around the area because people are migrating. And I think Wait, what does a light red mean? Does that mean
0: more blues are coming in?
1: It's yes, it's, uh, it's turning, it's turning uh, purple. Oh, okay. You know, it's uh, when it's deep dark red, that means it was an overabundance of Republican votes. Uh, in other areas, you'll see a, a lighter red, which means that it's starting to balance itself out. Um, it's a really, if you go on uh, newsday.com, they have the whole election thing, it's really fascinating to look at because also, you know how they say that uh, as people uh, that were liberal when they were younger, as they get older, they get conservative. Well, I was the reverse. I was conservative when I was young and became more progressive as I got older because I think as you get older, you, and uh, you start to see things for what they are and think a little bit more than you do when you're 18, uh, you, you know, when you're 18, you follow the path of whatever. You know what I mean? So this. I'll, oh, sorry. Um, so when you're 18, you follow what your parents do. And in Nassau County, or if you wanted, you had to be a Republican to get a job. So let's get realistic. But I find as I got older and wiser uh, and I saw and I got more life experience, I realized that being progressive was actually the right So I switched over to uh, the Democrats uh, several years ago.
0: Uh, And I'm much happier now, (laughs) I gotta tell you. That's good. And when we are going to focus on local races, I I just want to say, I think the problem that I have with both parties is that there's so much infighting, even now with Joe Biden winning, there's so much infighting between the centrists and the progressives. And it just turns me off. So I wish we had independent centrists, Candidates, because that, that person would get my vote. But anyway, let's get to the local races and candidates. Sure. Um, let's start with Kathleen Rice and yes. Douglas Truman. So Kathleen yes. Rice won by about 52% of the vote is what I saw. Um, yeah, she, uh, she I fi- was the, that fi- the final was, let's see, what was her final?
1: Uh, her final was 56.13 to 42.99.
0: So wait, that hold one. on, was that, after, was that due to the absentee ballots?
1: Meaning after all the absentee ballots were counted and everything, yes. So She's, she
0: won by 14 points. Is that considered yes. close? Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. So it's interesting to me, Douglas Tooman, I, I have no idea who he is. He may be the nicest guy in the world. He got a lot of votes despite no name recognition. Is, well, that, it, is that just the party faithful?
1: Oh, absolutely. They did a hard... Um, a hard push uh, to they, see the main thing the Republicans wanted to do was flip the state Senate and they wanted to flip the Congress. They wanted to get rid of Swazi and they wanted to get rid of Kathleen Rice. Which so it, they
0: not accomplished either of those. No,
1: they, they hammered as hard as they could, but this shows to me, I mean, if it, if it was close, it would have been a single digit. When you start moving into double digits, ultimately, let's get realistic, uh, that should tell you something, that your candidate wasn't strong enough. I mean, the party faithful years ago, the Republican machine, ultimately, they would just have to say something and they people would get elected. This time, hey, to, this time people of, are a lot smarter. Do you think people just didn't vote?
0: Do you think that's an issue?
1: Especially no, I, I, I think the turnout was quite high, actually. I mean... Let's see, the amount of votes... Uh... Because it
0: seems to me if Kathleen Rice won and uh, Tom Swazi, I believe, won by 13,000 votes, all of which were the absentee ballots because as of voting day and those results, he was behind George Santos. Um, well, so You
1: got to understand also, though, um, Kathleen... Okay, give you an example. The total votes cast in Swazi's race in Nassau County was one hundred and eighty-eight thousand one hundred and twelve. Okay, Kathleen Rice's election, and this should t- this is a big tell. Was three hundred and fifty-five thousand nine
0: hundred and twelve votes. So what happened? People voted in, in Kathleen Rice's like uh, Kathleen Rice's race, but not in Tom Swazie's. Because I think
1: my opinion uh, that in District Three, which is Swazi. They know him, but like I said, they put a lot of effort. They wanted to get rid of Kathleen Rice. Oh. They really wanted to get rid of because she communicates on both sides of the aisle. She's not afraid to go against the Democrats, and she goes against the Republicans. She is as central as you can get because she looks at her constituents first. She always has, even when she was DA. Now, remember, she was the only Democrat in a Republican administration when she was DA because she won overwhelmingly.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, except I want to ask you about this. I saw a lot of negative ads against uh, Kathleen Rice about her absences, her constant absence in the House of Representatives. Was that true? Is she is she not there? Uh,
1: I don't know, to tell you the honest truth, because their schedules are so whatever, you know... Uh, so they have to be there for certain votes
0: and not other, you know, it's. There were the way a th- lot of negative ads and those always turn me off. I would much rather hear why I should vote for someone as opposed to why I shouldn't vote against anyone else. You know? The
1: way I look at it is if, it, if, you've, if, if a candidate is producing negative ads like that, they don't have a platform to run on. They or don't they have, have, have a, a record to run on.
0: Or they don't have anything stronger to say about her.
1: Correct. Right? Correct. You're going to the Absolutely. bottom of the barrel there. Right. When you get in the mud, that's what happens. You, you, right. You so if,
0: if anyone out there is listening, I really don't want to hear these negative ads next time. Tell me about all the wonderful things your candidate does. Okay. Gregory Meeks, we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. He ran unopposed. That I found very interesting. Uh, well, most of
1: his district is in Queens.
0: But so, still. But still.
1: They you know, do that they knew that was a loser
0: okay
1: they're not gonna see you they they wanted to redirect their finances to things they thought they could win
0: Oh, right and that was not one of them (laughs) okay so you've already alluded carl to the issue of the the state senate and how important that was and i want to start with the race which you called i'm sorry incorrectly which Which was kevin thomas and no i no
1: i said it was going to be close oh it was close it was close
0: it was close, but not it. Well, I think the difference was uh, one thousand four hundred twenty-seven votes. I think yeah, it's pretty like that. impressive that Kevin Thomas pulled that out. I apologize to you. I thought my memory must have. No, I I, I, I,
1: if I if I remember correctly, uh, I was concerned. Uh, I was hoping Kevin was going to win, but I was concerned that the Republicans were going to dump a tremendous amount of money and resources in to unseat him because I think they did. Oh yeah. This was, was one of those successful. races that was really really on their radar. And uh kudos to Thomas's campaign.
0: Yeah. And but what happened to De- why did Dennis Dunn take this chance? Because now he's no longer he was was he sitting on the town of Hempstead.
1: He's uh, still he, there. He didn't resign.
0: Oh he didn't resign. I, why is it that you don't have to resign when you run for another another seat?
1: So if you lose, you still have you're still in power somewhere. Oh, I see. And yeah. also, if it, it also gives them the opportunity to uh, appoint somebody.
0: At a a party. party, fair enough. And Senator Ann, um, Anna Kaplan won by approximately eight thousand votes. Yep. Uh, James, I don't know how you pronounce. No, it. Uh, no well, more than eight thousand. More than eight thousand. No, Anna Kaplan. Uh, the final tally
1: was fifty-seven point forty-two for Kaplan, forty-two point fifty-five for Franklin. And how the, many
0: votes did that represent?
1: Uh, Kaplan got uh, eighty nine thousand two hundred and seventy eight. Franklin got sixty six thousand one hundred and seventy.
0: Oh wow, that's 20, 23,000 approximately. That's that's. My, mm-hmm. I guess I don't have up to date numbers here. No, uh, yeah, I got the the latest that they had. What how about right? Senator James? Is it uh, Brooks Gogrin? Oh 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 uh, oh um, from Suffolk. Yeah. Um, He's on the border of Nassau-Suffolk. He beat Edmund Smythe a second time. Um,
1: This was the other one they thought they were going to walk away with.
0: Yeah, the Democrats actually did very well in Nassau. And Todd Kaminsky won uh, over Victoria... Handily. Oh, yeah. So you don't think he's going anywhere?
1: No, uh, you got to say, Todd Kaminsky is um, very involved in his district he his uh i'll tell you one thing his office does which i find very good his um his people in his office every month call you know the civic leaders or the you know the different areas in, you know how's everything what's going on
0: what do you know they have a lot of community outreach which is phenomenal they do. Uh, Leo calls me once every six months or so, but you know he does a lot. Uh, Kaminsky does a lot in Long Beach, so yes. where we are, I don't really see him doing much other than showing up for a. Uh, well, he
1: really doesn't off. have much up this way. He has very little this way. He's more Elmont area. Yeah, He's, he does a lot in Elmont, but as far as Franklin Square, West Hempstead, he is the South End. You know, the Lakeview area. That small sections in this area. He's more. Uh, uh, West and
0: uh, and well, my South. representative in West Hempstead. So oh, a, he say it does go up that. I didn't think yeah. he went up that far. Yeah, he does. Okay, so let's move on to the state assembly. Judy okay. Judy Griffin <laughs> pulled out. <laughs> Judy, vision. how did she, that? How did that happen? I mean, Patricia Panzeroni Fitzpatrick came pretty close to winning. Well, let's
1: put it this: Let's see what the final tally is. Um, this was a very low-voted election, surprisingly enough. Um, there was only sixty-eight thousand five hundred and forty-four votes cast in that whole. Why is that? I don't know. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times, uh, when you th- think you have such a strong candidate going against the incumbent, there's a lot of you know, uh, why should I have to vote? They're gonna win it, don't worry about you know. uh, There's a lot of uh, laziness. No, every vote counts.
0: I I I don't see. I
1: agree. Yeah, and these elections lately definitely show that. I mean, uh, the final tally for Judy Griffin was fifty-three point seven percent to forty-six point eighteen percent. That's roughly translates to a less than five thousand votes. Wow,
0: that that was a good showing
1: for Patricia Kenzeroni. Absolutely. She got uh, she got thirty uh Judy Griffin got thirty-six thousand three hundred and seventy-three and uh her opponent got thirty one thousand six hundred and fifty six. Yeah. Now you gotta remember uh, Judy Griffin's area was was uh Skellos' no not Skells' area. It, it was a, it's a heavy Republican area. Yeah. Rockville Center, yeah. all those areas are very Republican leaning and um so how did she pull it out? She goes everywhere. She's another one that's, you know, she wor- uh, she's always working in the community. She's always reaching out, whether it's as simple as on Facebook, she'll reach out to constituents. You know, they, she's always doing something. And that's key.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: like in Rockville Center, she did a lot of uh, events in Rockville Center for veterans and stuff. Uh, I think the more... People are looking at; uh, they get reluctant to are starting to get reluctant to vote for the photo op politician. Yeah, they want to see the one that's very proactive, not reactive.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and I want to move for a second just to um, we've talked about the assembly, but I want to move back to Congress for a second. Re- uh, Republican Peter King of Seaford, who stepped mm-hmm. down uh, after so many years in, in Congress, his mm-hmm. seat was won by the Republican candidate, Andrew Gar- Garbarino over Democrat Jackie Borden. Do you think the Democrats have a chance at that seat in the future or is Seaford not not a stronghold? Um, Party? It's, uh, you know what?
1: Anything is subject to change realistically. Um, I mean, it's a heavily uh, Republican centric area in the the Seaford, Wantaw, you know, Levitat, those areas are very heavily uh Republican. But they are changing um slowly. I mean, let's get let's get realistic. Um ten years ago, you would never think that all your Senate representatives in that, uh would be a democrat mm-hmm. and your assembly people would be democrat you would never 10 only 10 years ago not even five years ago you wouldn't even fathom that in some respects that the, the see the tide changes because i think people are waking up to the realization that uh, voting the party line doesn't always work in their best interest
0: i agree with you and i just want to ask you looking forward laura Curran. As Nassau executive uh, was not on the ballot, but she will be in a few years. And my question next is, year: uh, Do we see um, any any trends in terms of getting ready for her election? Does this election uh, twenty twenty election bode well for her, or have any uh, repercussions for her?
1: Well, I think ultimately, what's going to happen. Um, Is going to depend on how uh, the beginning of the year starts with the deficits and everything else. How about about COVID
0: 19 vaccination?
1: That's huge. And I think ultimately the county did a really good job as far as um, their response to it. Uh, But you got to understand that a lot was taken. Uh, out of the budget lo- because of the covert and the fact that the federal government is refusing to uh, reimburse government uh, local governments for all the for being in the trenches and doing the work you know uh, it's going to be difficult because the state got hammered so the counties
0: and the towns and the villages are going to get hammered so it's, it's, it's going dip- to look at town of Hempstead which received I think $133 <laughs> million dollars from the <laughs> I don't know how that happened, um, but do you think that Don Clavin is is doing a good job in administering that money? Because there's a there's a big controversy between him and, and Laura Curran, who is asking for more of that money, and he doesn't want to give it up. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I think that we need to look at where the money went. I don't uh, I don't uh, you know, he was able to get it. God bless. But let's get realistic. If the money went for salaries or something like that, I have a huge issue. The county who oversees everything, they should have worked hand in hand, ultimately, because they, they're going to, uh, you don't want to duplicate services. And ultimately, that could possibly could happen. But I mean, now he's given, what was it, $5.7 million from that money to school districts. And, okay, wonderful. But I want an accounting. Where did the money go? That's a tremendous amount of money to dispense for uh, PPE and whatever else. And uh, I think, we're, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there's been reports in the paper of, uh, you know, s- salaries being paid yes.
0: with that money. yes that bothers me quite a bit and it should bother everybody well what bothers me also is that our assessments our property assessments have increased although apparently Nassau County is going to freeze the assessment next year due to so many changes etc but our assessments have gone up and maybe some of that money could offset the the great increase that I know I'm paying and and you know my my neighbors are paying um so, Carl, how has 2020 been for Nassau County and for you and for your family? And, and what do you think uh, will happen with us here in 2021? What are your hopes for our future? Well,
1: 2020 for everybody has been rough. I mean, we did lose one, a family member uh, to covert, uh, which was devastating to my children. It was their grandmother. So uh, they were quite upset with it, you know still dealing with that Uh, as far as Nassau County. uh, I think under the circumstances, uh, the county and the towns rallied uh, as best they could with the, with the amount of resources they had at the time. I think they were, they did a lot to make sure that we were safe. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that need to realize that this is no joke. All right. And now as we go into 2021, I'm hoping for uh, a much better uh, than 2020, as we all are. But we also be we have to be cognizant just because a vaccine is coming out doesn't mean we need to start uh, stray away from the safety factors. We need to still wear our masks. We still need to social distance because ultimately, as you see in England, it's it's mutating. So now we have to be prepared. Now the vaccine that they have now, you have to understand, has been didn't happen overnight. They've been working on this uh MRA uh vaccine for 20 years. So it was perfect that they had it ready and they were able to plug in for this. so they're gonna adjust, but just because you're vaccinated does not mean you're immune to anything. You need to be careful, and that's what I hope for 2021. We we care a little bit more about each other. We respect each other a lot more. And ultimately, we look out for one another. We have to stop divisiveness who, and we have to look at we have to rally together as Americans, as human beings, because uh, without one another, we're in a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, and on that wonderful positive note, that's it for our 56th episode. Thank you so much, Carl, for coming back on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure. I'm always here for you.
0: Thank you. And to our listeners, please be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep well and stay safe. The LI Law Podcast lets you know what's happening on Long Island and is your podcast for local tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.